experience. I am your host, DW, and this is episode 11. Um, I'm excited. I am pumped tonight. Um, before we get started, I want to give a huge shout out to Pastor Jay and the Anointed Radio Network family. Shout out to Pastor Jay. Thank you so much for this platform and, and mentoring me in this radio game. Shout out to Dr. Marvinetta, to Chris Johnson, also to my sister Shakita. Listen, I just want to throw this book out here to you. She is a published art, art author. Let me talk published author. And I just want to encourage everybody out there to get her book, The Unbroken Train to Be Broken. If you are out there, if you know somebody who's in a situation of abuse or or needs to be up, need to be uplifted, um, I encourage you to get this book. I will post it on all of, all of my social media platforms. All right. How's everybody doing tonight? We having a great week. We starting the Monday off, right? All right. Listen, my guest tonight, my guest tonight, he is a singer, a songwriter. He is a producer. He is a business owner. Um, he is an amazing, amazing, talented artist. He is also a father. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome tonight. Let me make sure I get this right. I'm working on my sound. Welcome tonight to my show, The Artist Avere. What's up? Let me give you a hand. Hey. hey. Welcome, my brother. On? Man, I was that was that a round of applause, bro? That was a round of applause. Listen, but my budget is moving up, so I got actual some actual sounds. Yeah, that's fire. That's fire right there. I'm just glad to be back your experience bro and like you know it's it's virtual right now because it's a pandemic but i'm excited to be able to connect with you and everybody online man thank you for having me this this is some good stuff and, and i'm excited for my audience um to to get to know you shout out to uh my brother sizzle c watching brianna out there i see you all out there um man i'm just excited we we first met a, a year and a half ago, you were you did a tour, and um, I got to be a part of your tour. It was it was beautiful because I got to be a part of your tour, and you were one of my my original guests when I was doing my live show at the DW Experience. So and full circle I, now. I had such a great time that night, and can I just say to everybody listening, if y'all don't know this man, he takes care of his own. He takes care of. It don't matter if you're not his own. You could be brand new. He gonna treat you like family. And we became family immediately, and it was just a great show, you know. Um, I just loved every part of it. It truly was an experience, man. 
Thank you. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, likewise, also, you are a professional. You are an amazing artist. And let's just get right into it. I want to start from the beginning because you started in Chicago. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's crazy. So Chicago is home for me. I, I'm an Air Force brat. So I was born over in Hahn, Germany, but I only spent a few years there. And um, so, you know, still a toddler, I'm talking, moving to Chicago and really immediately getting into church uh, and, and growing up, you know, in community choirs. I sang with Joshua's Troop when I was a little boy. Okay. Uh, direction of Gerald and Percy Gray. And, you know, they got the Chicago Mass Choir and they got New Direction. So we had an opportunity to really be exposed to music and like tour and travel. And um, ministry just always been big for me. So, you know, I took that experience as a way to to connect with other people in the community. And I started my own choir and then somehow got the um, visibility of Kira Shear or or, you know, somehow she found out, you know, about what we were doing. And she blessed us to be a part of the B, uh, BRL at the time with Bo Wright Life. And they expanded to do choirs all over the country. And so the one in Chicago, I was over that choir. And that just allowed me the opportunity to, to you know, open for Kieran certain dates and just meet a lot of people in that arena. You know, uh, Molly Muse. Fred Hammond. Fred and Fred Hammond and some of everybody. And, and, you know, for me, it was about ministry, connection, uh, community, um, and just what music did and how it all worked together to transform people. You know what I mean? Music can make you, you know, just feel better or like get that power to overcome or whatever it was. And so that's why I started. But for me, it's always been about the story. And what I mean about that mm -hmm. is, you know, I'm a songwriter and I started in poetry. And so it was, it was partially right. growing up church and and you know what i mean being exposed to music but then it was going to the middle college you know which is olive harvey middle college i was a part of their program um which is basically you're in college and you're in high school at the same time so you're taking both classes and um there was this one teacher there who changed my life her name is red summer her name's ayana muhammad but we call her red summer she's a poet and she was also our, our uh teacher for theater and you know we we started a, a team called Verbal Remedies, and it was a poetry team that we would travel around the city and compete. But that's what unlocked my love for lyricism and for writing. And, um, you know, it was under her direction that I was able to work with other amazing writers and put together. At that time, I didn't know they were songs, you know. Well, they weren't really songs, but they were performances. There was that emotion. It was maybe to a beat, you know, but it was more spoken word. But it evolved because of church and because of that music background, it evolved into me writing my own songs because I put a little melody with it, you know what I'm saying? And um, I, I started my love for songwriting and it, it just it just continued to evolve. But Chicago and the church is where it started. Okay, so where it started. let me ask you this. First of all, who told you you could sing? Like, did you just get up? Because as I'm listening to you, it's like you just got up, you started singing, you started doing a choir, you just went full throttle. Were you ever nervous? Oh, Were you ever shy? No, I got to go back. I skipped a big thing. So my auntie was the one who got me started. Her name is Sharon Pulliam. And she's okay. like an incredible woman of God, an incredible gospel powerhouse. And like, you know, back in the day, she was, was over at um, Bishop 
Brazier's church, Arthur M. Brazier. Uh, rest in peace, Bishop. Uh, but Arthur M. Brazier was like a pillar in our city, Chicago. Like we didn't have many mega churches, you know what I mean? And at that time, you know, now we got a few more. But back then when I was little growing up, that was one of them. Um, and they had this this program that they did every Christmas called Christmas Glory. And it was like a big production. It was a concert, you know what I mean? But they have some of the biggest artists in the world come and be a part of this program. And it'll feature the, the you know, the um, church. So I wasn't a member of the church, but my aunt was. And she was one of the lead singers at the church. So, you know, when I was about 12 years old, she brought me in to perform with her on that program. You know, we did a duet called What About the Children? And it was like this big thing. And that was my first time in front of a lot of people. But she was the one to give me my start. I, probably when I was like six, I was in a car with her on the expressway. And I was singing. We, she had Kirk Franklin album on. And we up there, stuff, uh, uh, stuff. You know what I said? I just was, yeah, yeah. Song was, Melodies from Heaven, whatever it was. I was singing all of them songs. And she turned around on the expressway and looked at me like, you can sing, you know, I'll never forget it. And it was just the joy in her eyes and like, she could sing and I could tell that maybe I could sing because yeah. of her reaction. So I just tried it again and again and again. And, you know, a few years later, that's when we did that concert at, at Bishop Brazier's church. And to see myself on that suit, you know, I have that big old oversized suit on and I'm 12 years old and I'm, you know, on network television, Sunday morning, Christmas morning, you know, thousands of people in the audience, you know, worshiping God, you know, doing yeah. what I love to do. That's when I knew I had to do it forever. It was like, that's it. I, I'm I'm a musician now. <laughs> like, that's yeah, it. Yeah. Like, and that's when ministry really started for me and the, the choirs and the groups and like the writing and all of that. And little did I know it would evolve into something way beyond my imagination at this point so so let's let's start start right here so you are in church you are everybody you are singing gospel you are in ministry on these wonderful gospel stage plays um shout out to Sizzle C. He, he, what he i was singing and my mom told me before my voice that's beautiful yes well, everybody, everybody's not able. So, so you're singing in church, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. you you start songwriting. So, my question yeah. is, where do where do you go from gospel to what some in the church call secular? But where when do you branch out to well, other genres of music? And and there's a reason I'm asking this question. Yeah. So I branched out initially to other genres when I was 16 years old. So I have a real interesting, you know, life story because my mom and dad were so amazing enough to let me just go off and, and pursue my dreams, even at a young age. And, and it was mostly because my mom's younger sister, which is like my second mom, my aunt, she mm -hmm. is like she was the first in our family to really go into the arts. You know what I mean? Um she went to Whitney Young High School in, in Chicago, which is like a performing arts magnet school. I saw her in plays and productions, and then she moved to Florida. And she, she was like, you know, she's old enough to be like, not really my mom, but like an auntie. She's definitely an auntie, but it's like a big sister too. So she went to live in Orlando, and she was like working with, uh, at the time, her, uh, her um, 
I don't know if they're engaged or whatever, but you know, she her her boyfriend, say boyfriend, right? Um, he's mm -hmm. a famous producer at the time, and they're in Orlando, and she's into the music and film. So I moved to Orlando. I, no, they're not Orlando. They were in Jacksonville, Florida. So I moved to Jacksonville, Florida when I was 16. And because of okay. this that my aunt was dating at the time, and he was a great producer. I'm not going to say his name. But um, he and her exposed me to the equipment to be able to explore other genres. I was writing it myself, but that was my first opportunity at 16 to record. Crazy thing is a lot of that music, I don't even remember because it never came out. That that project never came out. It was like really cool though. Like I wound up meeting some crazy people at 16 years old. Like I'm on the phone with MC Light and she's hearing my music. And you know, at that point I thought it was really that time, but I think I was probably underdeveloped. For the for the genre, like coming from church and just being raw talent, not really having a to me yet an identity of who I was. I just was raw talent and not really necessarily being cultivated at that point. Being exposed to all of the stuff, but nobody right. helped me sharpen it yet. So I wasn't ready for like the MC Light opportunity, you know, stuff like that. But when you got into songwriting, right, mm -hmm. did you grow? And I, I meet a lot of artists who are in church. And, and I know, especially now, like, I, I'm kind of like you. I've been blessed to branch out and be able to experience all of music, not just gospel music. Mm -hmm. Did you ever get judged? Did you ever feel, quote, unquote, convicted? You know, you know, because I think of a lot of up and coming artists that I see in church. And I always push them to, you know, like there's a whole world of music and, and like your family, you know, my mom allowed me to experience music. Did you experience that? Well, you know, I, I probably did, but I think that I was so rebellious that I didn't mm. care to pay attention to anything that anybody had to say. Now it did affect me in the gospel though, because when I first started as a gospel artist, right, my music was already radical and it was already to that tribute extreme or to that what Kanye's doing now. I was doing that type of music, you know. Pre-Tribit, pre-Kanye. Well, I won't say it was pre-Tribit, but it was like in right in the, because I've actually opened for Ty, like we've, we've got a good, you know, uh, rapport with one another. And I've done a lot of stuff with Ty in the past, but that was when I was a gospel artist. And my music coming in Chicago, I think majority of that scene was, church and traditional gospel and mm -hmm. like quartet you know it wasn't so much the urban gospel that it it might have evolved to now so when i was 20 years old you know not that i'm that much older than that now exactly i ain't gonna tell my age but when i was you know all these years ago when i was 20 years old uh gospel in chicago wasn't trying to hear what i was doing it was too urban it was already considered secular so they wasn't already messing with your boy that much. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? So it just made sense for me to go to R&B because they pretty much was like, your gospel music sounds R&B. You're not gospel enough to be over here with us. We're not giving you no play. And maybe that's not how they, what they meant, but that's how I felt. It, I it was probably so put out there like that. Huh? It was probably put, It that's. I could imagine at the time though. Bro, you know, like... Nobody wanted to hear me sing, bro, back then. It was yeah. like, 
we can't have you at our church. You sound too urban. But, you know, thanks to people like Aaron Sledge. There's an artist named Aaron Sledge who's from Chicago. He's uh, his brother's younger brother is actually BJ the Chicago Kid. Mm. So if people don't know that BJ the Chicago Kid, who's you know on Motown, I think he's with Motown, right? His older brother is a famous singer, songwriter, producer named Aaron Sledge, who's written for some of who's who, Mary Mary, and you know he's works with uh, Tyrese and a whole bunch of people. But he's a gospel artist, and there's others, but he's one of the ones, and Kevin Gray and people like that. They're the other people who were still gospel, but they were more urban and they started to push the envelope in our city at least for chicago you know so it's people like yeah. that that help to kind of you know shift the culture of music you know like quiet is kept it's crazy like when I, I used to be signed to this gospel label but i when i was signed to the label todd delaney was signed to the same label and we first really? started at the same label together and now he's the todd delaney that we see now so you know it's I have a little history in gospel. I went through by a whole nother name. I didn't go by a veer. It was Brandon Avery Smith, which is my real name. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a whole album. If anybody cares to look it up, it's a whole gospel album out right now called Brandon Avery Smith. Or it's called BAS 21. And it's on Apple Music and all of that stuff. But that's from 2010, 2010. You know? Okay. So, so basically, after I put that project out, yeah. I did the Kier Shear tour, uh, well, certain dates and just being around and being blessed to like come and sing at her conference. I remember one year she had me at the at the conference to be a special guest a performer. It was really cool stuff. Um, um, opening for Ty Trivet, opening, you know, for people like that. Uh, for Hammond and uh, Tina from Mary, Mary, Michelle Williams. And, you know, I think I've sang with James Fortune and it's really been a great, great journey. A uh, shout out to one of my biggest inspirations, Donald Lawrence. You know, I think one of my first times ever performing in front of an audience was at the Donald Lawrence Showcase. He used to teach at Columbia College. He may, he may still teach there, but they used to do showcases. He, he'd do a showcase every um, semester or every other semester. And it was at the, uh, the Harold Washington Cultural Center, which is one of our uh, event spaces um, in Chicago. And I performed there and, and ever since he's always been like a mentor, you know. Um, I just got some great you've just got greatness. You really great have greatness surrounded by you. Yeah, here's man. here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. Hold that thought. You know, we got bills to pay around here. We actually have commercials. Oh, yeah. So what I want to do, we're gonna go to commercial, and when we come back, I want to talk about songwriting and how you transition from songwriting yeah. to singing with one of our greatest. Voices of all time, Miss Gladys Knight. Okay. All right? All right. We'll be so right. we'll be right back. your business look no further hit me up at the dw experience 702 at gmail.com or just dm me we're waiting on you 
All right, we are back. Y'all like that commercial? Listen, if you're out there, this show is moving on up. So all of my business owners, entrepreneurs, you looking to promote, hit me up. I got you on the low. Not too low, but I got you on the low. All right, welcome back. Avir, so you are a songwriter. You are, you're writing for artists. You're working with people. Um, yes. I have a, how do I want to, what questions do I want to, okay, let's transition from church to this. So you go from yeah. Brandon to Avere. Yeah, Who well, is I Avere? go to Avere. Okay. So I was still Brandon Avery Smith, you know, before, um, you know, so basically I switched genres because of Little Mo. So Little okay. Mo, Superwoman, y'all know who she is. You know, I was tweeting her one day just casually and she responded. And it was about music and I asked her something. It was probably something, you know, comical. And she just tore into me and like got me back. But it was good because it was about music. And she was like, all right, well, send me something. And I sent her some music and she loved it. And she emailed me back. And let me tell you guys, my life changed at that moment. Because little Mona only, you know, at the time she was married to Philip Bryant, who's an incredible mm. producer. And he was at the time signed to Ty Scott or some label and he doing a lot, doing a lot of production. These people moved me into their home. I lived with Lil Mo for almost a year in her home with her family in Maryland. And okay. I got so much of my start, you know, shout out to her, Cynthia Bryan, Cynthia Loving, brother. Shout out to Little Mo. Listen, Lil if you Mo, ever want to be on the DW experience, we got you. I love that woman. <laughs> I haven't seen her in years, but I got so much respect for her and just for opening her home to me. Uh, people don't do that. You know what I mean? We had no prior relationship. It was because she saw something in me and she moved me in and I worked with her and worked under her and Philip Bryant. And um, I learned a lot about production and about just, you know, I was already a good writer, but that, that helped me to, to cultivate it. You know, I had access to a studio in their house. They they had a beautiful home in Maryland. And, you know, I was working on music all the time. And I met, you know, so many people through that. You know, she's friends with the Faith Evans of the world and the Missy Elliott's and, and everybody, you know, uh, Fabulous and all these people. And um, I remember one time um, Don Richard, you know, She's she was there recording a few times actually. And if you guys know who that is from the group Danity Kane, from the group Dirty Money, or you just know her as Don Richard Don Richard, however you say her last name. Um, but she's phenomenal, and she would she would be there recording as well. And you know we worked together, and she featured me on her mixtape. You know I was one of the first people she I think she said I was only the third person she's ever done a feature with. But yeah. this was far after Danny became. She was already in Dirty Money at this time. So that was huge for that. And stuff like that just pushed me to see my potential more and to see that music is beautiful and it could go beyond the church and it could still heal people. It could still reach hearts. It could still change the world. And I didn't have to be so religious about it. It'd be more about relationships and about love and about you know whatever I'm feeling. And oftentimes it's gonna be spiritual because I'm a spiritual being. But beyond that, it's going to be other things, too. And so people like that showed me the possibilities. And then, you know, you just keep building. You keep making songs. You get better and better. You meet more producers. You network. You know, you put your stuff out there. I drop the song every now and again. But I really wasn't committing to being an artist because I didn't feel I was prepared 
in here, like, you know, um, being an artist, it's, it's a lot of transparency and a lot of vulnerability that I've in a lot of people in your, in your space and your face and your business that at that point I hadn't evolved as a person enough to want or know how to navigate that and know how to balance it. But Did you see yourself more of a songwriter at absolutely, that time? Absolutely. Songwriting was my way to, and still is my way to be whoever I want to be in that song or okay. channel whoever I want to channel or tell a story of my story or someone else's or an influence and just connect with people. So that's, that's the part of it that I love and I'll never let go. I, I'm actually at a studio right now, guys. It's crazy. I wish I could flip the camera, but I'm... I, I'm yeah, this, I just want y'all to know, this man is always working. Like, whenever we are talking, it's like one day he's in Atlanta, the next day he's in LA, the next day he's in Vegas, the next day he's... Like, I can't even yeah, keep up with, with your that. schedule. But that's you beautiful. Know, that That's beautiful. It's a blessing and it's been weird because, you know, the blessing is even through COVID, I've been able to safely do this and, and move around because of the relationships that God has blessed me with. Because, you know, when we go to these other cities, we're in like private studios, you know, and we're locked in there, just us and able to create and work on these different projects. I'm doing film and TV stuff and, you know, artists and, you know, products and just, you know, a lot of development, too, of myself and, and our company. But um, it's a dream. It's a dream come true. And I'm just grateful, man. I'm just so grateful. Let me ask you. And I'm not, oh, I, I've got so much I want to ask you. we got so much to squeeze in. I promise we're going to get it all in. You have worked with um, Wanye Morris, right? You, 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 yeah, you know, I can't even say have worked with him because he's my partner. So Wanye, okay. about three years ago, you know, we met. Um, yeah, I think it might even be longer than that at this point. But I met Wanye through a mutual friend who works with J-Lo's team. And he was, you know, filming some stuff for Wanye. And I just tagged along. And I was introduced to him through our good boy, Matt Day. Shout out to Matt. And, um, you know, he told Wanye I was a great songwriter. And, a, and Wanye heard one song of mine. And then a whole year goes by. And Wanye DMs me out the blue. And his exact words, and I and this is how I know God is on my life, because Wanye says, "Hey, you know, I met you a year ago in my studio. I heard this song, and I'm, you know, I'm working on my first solo album. And God told me to reach out to you." I was like, I literally was like, "Did you mean to message me? I only met you one time. You only heard one song. You never said good job. He never asked for my number. It was never like we gonna work in the future. It was really just like a nod. He just nodded like." And a whole year goes by, you know. But anyway, at this point, you know, he he invited me to this writing camp. You know, it was supposed to just be a weekend of us writing. It turned into me never going home. I stayed there for two years. And Wanya and I mm. were writing partners. So we actually have a whole company together now. And we're writing for all kind of people. We just was in with Jacquees recently. and The king you know, of R&B, I want to ask you about that yeah. before we move forward. You know, I know there's a lot of people who are going to listen to this tonight yeah, and yeah. in the future on the replay. What was it like working with Jacquees? And, and, and yeah. Honestly, it was awesome. It was completely awesome. Um, I didn't know what to expect. You know, I've obviously heard his music on the radio. I wasn't as dialed in uh, then as I am now because, you know, I think sometimes a personal experience could change everything. Um, yeah. When I met him, he was very humble. 
uh, you know, obviously we're working with Wanye too, though. You know what I mean? Like, that's the king. That's the king right there. Wanye is the king. But Jacquees really, ha he's a king, and he has great uh, potential to do even more things than he's done. And he's already done a number of things, broke some records. He's got great music. But that that particular experience, he was singing. He sounded great. He was he was humble. We wrote the song together, me, him, and Wanye, just the three of us. So that was really great for me as a new artist. I'm with somebody who is out there doing it right now and is hot and is on the top, you know, and somebody who's legendary and who's been out there. And for me to be the new guy and for us to do it together, that was beautiful. So, so let me ask you, in, in that moment there, you're with Wanye and you're with Jacquees. And at the time when you're working with him, there was a lot of people, there was a whole controversy because he had came out with the, the video previously, I am the king of R&B, right? And, and I understood it, um, but you actually working with him and being in direct contact with him, Mm -hmm. Would you say he's the king of new R&B? What was it like working with him? What was you know his what? talent when and I, his... Uh -huh. When he said it to us, because, you know, we talked to him about it candidly, and Wanye said it, he, Wanye's so elegant, and he just is a master of conversation and of just wisdom. But he said something like, you know, whenever you're the best at something, you stop growing. You know, whenever you feel you're the best at something, he said this to Jacquees. He said, you know, when you feel like you're the best at something, sometimes you you stop practicing, you stop growing, and you stop trying to trying to evolve. And That's you know, Jacquees said, you know, he never meant it to come across that way, because mm -hmm. he wants to grow and he wants to evolve. He was more so saying, I gotta feel like I'm the best. I gotta be my own cheerleader. I gotta root myself on. I'm in a new industry with big giants, and I'm coming in here as the new guy. Yeah, I'm the king. I'm here to do my thing. And I'm and I believe in myself. If I don't believe in myself, who else will? When he said it like that, and 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 to see him work gracefully and humbly, I was like, hell yeah, you better say your shit, say you speak it. It's okay. You know what I mean? I, I didn't mind it from that trans from that way. And it was conversation and you know what I mean, it was a little drama and it gives people something to talk about. But from from that standpoint and from that whole experience, I, I saw a humble person who just who just really believes in themselves. Um, and they, hey, I'm here and I'm the best at what I do. And it's only one me and I'm here to show the world what yeah. I am. And I love That's that good. energy. And I was inspired by Jacquees. I was inspired. He's younger than me, honestly. Yeah. No, not that much younger. All right. But he's because you are me. young. Because I'm you are young. young. Let's be very I'm clear. But so, yeah. It was great. It was great. He's great. I take my hat off to him. Um, I came to Atlanta. He told me to hit him up. He gave me his number. I came to Atlanta. I hit him up, and he was busy, and I'm mad about that. But we're going to get our time to work again. But, no, nah, he's a great guy. I'm, I'm really proud of him. Looking forward to working with him in the future, for sure. I want to ask you, like, as I listen to you, we're going we're gonna to get to Gladys Knight. But just, mm -hmm. you know, before we got on the show, I, I said to you, you know, in my heart of hearts, you know, I feel like, 20 years, you know, you're you're a legend in the making. And when I say that, not everybody gets the opportunity to work with, you know, just right out the gate, little Mo, you know, uh, Juan Ye, you know, Don, all of these like really, really great artists that a lot of people would would probably, you know, kill and, and fight to get in the in the presence of. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find people are jealous of you? Uh you know, I think at this point it probably comes with the no, it's not a probably, it comes with the territory, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
But when you have focus on that vision of, of what God gave you, you got you don't really see all the other stuff. And I'm learning how to just really hone in and focus in and zero in on the support and the love because it's so much more of that than it is the hate. So I don't even see the hate. The hate's like just um, like a dandelion. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> in, a, in a field of beautiful roses, a, a beautiful garden. There's some weeds there that you might have to pluck out or get rid of every now and again. But the beauty of all of this vegetation and all of this, you know, this creation around me, that's the love that I see and that I, I'm often surrounded by. So I don't even know who's hating. If they are, more power to them. And I'm, I guess I'm doing something right. You know what I mean? And that just goes for all of us out there that's, that's doing what we love and that's really good at what we do or that's just striving to be great, striving to be better. You're going to always have someone that may not like it, but just keep going and just that's keep good. doing you. And that's that's what I'm here to do. And that's my message. Um, I feel like I'm an underdog, you know, and I love that because people oftentimes, um, you know, they overlook the underdog or they miss um, underestimate. That's the word I want to use. But that yeah. creates the opportunity for you to not even just prove them wrong, but just to just shine as bright yeah. as you can, as, as bright as you possibly can. And so that's what it's about for me. Let me ask you, as we move on to your artistry, how much of it is talent in this industry? Uh, in the industry, um, unfortunately, maybe 20%. Mm -hmm. 30%, maybe like 10, 20, 30%. It's in that range, depending on the situation or what we're talking about. But majority yeah. of it is not only who you know, obviously, because it's a lot of politics, but it's about your character and it's about being likable and it's about, you know, you know, networking and all of those things. But you gotta, you gotta be a likable person, you know, in some situations and you gotta be good at what you're doing. You gotta know the right people. So a lot of times it's about, you know, working hard. That's what I want to put first. Be consistent and work hard because there's a lot of people who may not even be the best singer in the world, right? They're not the best performer or whatever, but they're consistent. They're likable. They're good people. Those are the people I'm rooting for. It's good. It's okay. It's okay that you're not doing a million runs and a best singer. I don't want that. I want the person that got a good heart. And that really means what they talking about. They really want to do this music, not for a fad, you know, not to be famous, but to impact people. That's good. That's good. That, that's Somebody just people that's gonna change the world. So, so you go from this songwriter, Brandon Smith, and I, I love this story. I, I've been researching you, so I, I know the story already. And you end up the protege of Gladys Knight, who is literally of America's soundtrack. Like I get chills even, even thinking about it. Like you are Gladys Knight's protege. How did that come up? Like talk about it. You know what, man? It's so surreal and here we are. I wanna say it's almost seven years into my protege-ness. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's been a minute and I, it's still surreal to this day, to this day when I read it or hear it or see it. It's like, wow, that's really that's really what this woman made me her protege. That's crazy. 
it's a blessing. It's it's been the most incredible journey. I've been all around the world with this woman at least a few times, at least three or four times at this point. I'm on world tours and you know the most incredible stages and being featured for five years in every show, singing duets with her. You know, being able to Google and see myself at you know uh, in London and all the kind of places. You know, at Royal Albert Hall with Gladys Knight. You know twice i did that one and i just think that it's um the favor of god you know i, don't, I only yeah. can go back to him i only can go back to him and a lot of people might say like this guy is really churchy but it's really just i'm just really um aware of who it is and how i got here uh, you know come from chicago and in, in the south side of chicago not even having access to a studio you could you you know or seeing yourself you never think you'd be a Gladys Knight protege, you know what I mean? But that's yeah. my reality because I feel like I've worked hard. I've, you know, tried to put a, a lot of good out there. I've messed up. I've done some wrong things and then fell short. But, you know, for me, it's always been with the heart of how can I be better? If I hurt somebody, how can I, how can I make it right? And Let, let's can, talk about that. Yeah. Can we just pause right there? Because, you know, that's one of the, the things that I... I, I strive, you know, I, I've, I've been, I'm very candid. If you look at some of my beginning shows and I talk about my past and mm -hmm. very honest about making mistakes and hurting people and, and overcoming them. Um, so I want to know for you, like being that you're being very transparent, how have you overcome those hurdles? Because I think a lot of people need to hear Mm -hmm. That especially up and coming artists and creatives, you know, they no, feel people. like, well, I'm, you know, they feel like they messed up or, you know, they'll never, I'll never make it in the industry because I made that mistake or that well, was wrong. What would you say? I would say, tell people how you really feel. And like, if it's, it's some people, like, I won't say no names, but it's people in the industry even that I've recently had to apologize to. And, I, and it's not that I had to, but I had to. You know what I mean? Like, my spirit had to because I knew it was something, whether I knew why or not they were offended or whether I knew why they wasn't messing with me or, you know, I still wanted to clear the air because I can't afford to let any blessings be missed because somebody over here, you know, feeling like we got bad blood and they praying against me or whatever. And not that anybody can stop what God has for you. But yeah. what it is, is more so about you taking that ownership and acknowledgement and caring enough about people beyond yourself to be like, yo, you know what? I noticed things might be weird. And if I ever offended you, I just want to say I'm sorry, you know, not that we even got to be best friends or be buddies again. Because, hey, something yeah. is better left. But just I just want to clear the air. I just want you to know that there's no malice. There's no ill will. There's no bad intent. I, go on and be great in the name of the Lord. And I bless you i bless you i don't curse you, I bless you. man that's you amazing bless, and that's beautiful go bless people just go speak blessings on people you don't gotta know them they ain't gotta be in your clique they ain't gotta be one of your homies go bless somebody just speak a blessing over somebody God, god's gonna turn that thing around bless you and i just yeah, yeah. i can send more of that just more goodness and more more blessings and more just good energy good vibes that's all i want around me and when you put that out there it's going to come back that's that's good. Okay, so um, everybody knows Gladys Knight. I don't think there's anybody who Gladys, doesn't know who Gladys, Gladys Knight is. Gladys. 
that was my song. First of all, can I just say I, I, I was a young wee lad, a, a baby, and I remember when that song came out, and I was like, "Love oh, overboard." Man, hey. that's my song. I and she had the long dress. weave and the red dress and everything. <laughs> you know, in the video when the video came out. <laughs> so, I, so when you let me ask you this, let me make sure. I think we're. Are, can you hear me? Yes, I'm sorry. I just, I'm, God just, yeah. It's, it's okay. It, look, we can have these moments. Yeah. Um, you almost didn't sing with Gladys Knight. No, man, that story is crazy. God, God really saved me because I actually, you know, sometimes you get blessings and you think you're not worthy, and you, or you know, you meet people, you just feel you're not ready, or whatever it is. So. This particular time, I found out about the Gladys Knight auditions. You know, they weren't looking for me necessarily. They just were looking for great singers. Then they, someone knew that I knew great singers because I'm this songwriter and this guy who has choirs, right? And has these groups. And at the time, you know, I was more so known for being a writer and just vocal producer. Oh, okay, y'all want some good singers. Avir, he's a vocal producer. Or at the time, Brandon. Brandon's a vocal producer. He knows where the good singers are. They told me they wanted somebody that sounds like Zacardi Cortez. Zacardi could sing his butt off. I don't know if y'all know yeah. who that is. Zacardi's from Houston. He sings with James Fortune and, and many others. I'm sure he's done even more than that, but that's one of the main artists he's got his start, you know, one of his starts with, I would say. And he's incredible. Got this great range, powerful voice. I've even been on stages with him, you know, due to James Fortune. And so when I think of Zacardi, I just immediately thought of people with powerful voices, high tenor range, could do all of the stuff that they need to do agility-wise. I called on two other people, sent them the information. Hey, send me your tape. I'm gonna send it to Gladys's team. You know, I gotta and you know somebody reached out to me because of a homie of a homie. One of those things. Those two gentlemen never sent they stuff. I was like, dang, this seems like it's a really legit thing. I know. All right, forget it. I'm gonna just try out for it, and I tried mm. out. Right, so I sent my audition tape. Long story short, it went good. Right, they heard it. Oh, we want to have you come into Vegas to meet Gladys and have a, a in-person audition. We going on tour soon, looking for somebody. You're gonna have to learn all this music, and if you, we pick you or not, you need to know the music. Right. Um. So that meeting, I was excited for it. I was on my way, literally at the bus station one time, and. They called me and said, don't come, it's canceled because we're still on tour. We're not going to make it. So I was discouraged. And then they rescheduled it and it happened again. Hey, don't come. We can't come. We're still on the road. Mm. So by the third time they did this, I said, these niggas is playing with my time. They is not, not glad that she wasn't the niggas, but whoever was working for her. Was <laughs> just just to be clear. Right, just right. Be clear. Whoever was working for her in my mind, I said, these niggas. No, I'm saying. That was like they playing. They they don't really want me. They they don't really want me. So anyway, that that the next time it was rescheduled, I deliberately like missed it. Like I missed the bus to go. You know, I stayed out late that night. I was out drinking and just having a good time, and I missed the bus to go on purpose. On purpose because I said they're gonna reschedule anyway. Why would I waste my time? Y'all not gonna get me this mm. time. They fooled me a few times. So that third time, I hopped up that morning because I already missed the bus. I heard the Spirit of the Lord say, if you miss this, this will be the biggest mistake you ever made. Mm. Just that clear. I hopped up and I called my manager, Nicole. I said, Nicole, I'm so stupid. 
I missed the bus. I'm gonna I'm gonna miss the audition to Gladys. I, I'm not gonna cause mega bus. I, I couldn't afford nothing else. Mega bus. I need to go. She said, "Oh my God, how would you do that? Go to the airport right now. I'm buying you a flight." She paid for me a flight. This how, this how incredible my manager is. I'm trying to tell y'all, Nicole Hayward. I love you. She paid for me a flight. I went straight to the airport and made it by the skin of my teeth to this audition. When I got there, I was not prepared because I really didn't learn all of the Gladys' songs. There's a lot of songs. And I was like, y'all, I'm not going to get the job anyway because here I am doubting myself, right? I'm not going to get yeah. the job. It's too much music. They canceled it three times. I'm okay. I'm going. Yeah, I'm going. But dang, I don't really know all the songs. But luckily, I'm really good at remembering songs. And I'm good at, like, I'm a fast learner, put it that way. So I heard Grapevine and I started listening. Some stuff I already knew from around the house. You know, your parents play it. You catch it growing up on Saturday mornings. You know, as a shorty, you hear, you know, the old school jams, V103. I knew some of the songs. I knew I knew your Midnight Train to Georgia. I knew you needed one of us. I knew some of them. But I didn't know Friendship Train. And I ain't know, you know, Love Overboard at the time. And some of those, I'm still young. But I learned those songs, you know, because of the two other, two people from Vegas. Come on. Tamara Walker and Danny. Shout out to Tamara Walker. I love her. Shout out to Tamara. Tamara was there. Timar started with Gladys right when I started with Gladys. Oh, Timar, okay. She's the songbird. She knew all of them songs. Her and her sister, Danny, was helping a brother out, giving him his part. Hey, this is your part. You know, and I quickly learned it. Immediately, we meet Gladys a day later, right? By the end of that week, we find out we got the job and we're we're getting ready to go on a 30-city tour with the OJs. And that my, that's wow. when my life changed. That's when my life changed. I was only supposed to do that 30-city that tour, but it turned into five years. Because, wow. Because of just good good rapport and coming on, you know. I wasn't always on time. Gladys gave me a lot of great shots. So I was actually late sometimes. But I didn't get. I didn't start being late for work until I became her protege. I think I started thinking I was special. You, you felt, but but you know what? Can I just say right there, just for people out there, people need to know, like honestly, what's for you is truly for you. Like whatever is for you, you really, on some level, can't mess up what God has for you unless you literally just just forfeit it. Unless yeah. you just say, you know what, I don't want this. Because listening to your story, it's like three cancellations. You purposely missed the bus. Yeah. Um, but even in all of that, you were and obedient. And I got fired. Look, and look, you got fired. You got, let's talk about that. Yo, I got fired and it wasn't for nothing bad. I didn't do nothing bad. But what happened was when I first started, it was me, Timara, another person, right? And the person who, Timara's sister, Danny, and the person who was already there with the company. Yeah. And so, you know, basically the story I got was somebody who I was helping to replace um, was somebody who got replaced was a missionary and was on a mission trip. Right. For years overseas somewhere. They were promised their job back whenever they came back to the United States. Right. So out the blue, after me being there for a little bit of time, they come back to the United States. I'm doing an interview. They come back to the United States, yeah, and basically get their job back with Gladys. And I'm let go because I'm the newest person there. But I was let go prematurely because the young lady who got her job back, right, she was coming back 
and I guess she wanted a raise. She wanted more money than what they were going to give her to just keep it about. Ah. Right? So, so Mr. So Mr. Uh, McDowell, which is Gladys's husband and manager, you know, he basically was like, I think we made a mistake. We let Brandon go too soon. And they called me and was like, you know, we, we decided, you know, we, we're not going to go with the other young lady. We, gonna, we, we would love for to have you back. And because we messed up, we're going to give you a raise. So they gave me a raise to come back. You know what I mean? And I was there because yeah. that happened probably within my first year, first, second year. I was there for five more years after that. So, wow. you know, it was a blessing. And then even after getting fired, they couldn't get rid of me. You know, wow. it's just been a blessing. You know, I, I haven't sang and toured with Gladys since 2017. So it's been almost four years since I've been gone. But I talked to her just last week and I'm still writing for her and we still got projects we're developing together. So it's just beautiful to now walk into a new space because now I'm her protege, I'm her artist. And it's her, you know, passing the torch in some ways and showing the way in some ways and allowing me to lead the way in some ways. You know what I mean? So it's just a beautiful um, experience, relationship, family. She's like grandma, mentor. She's ma. She's just a, a angel, one of my earth angels, her and William. That's just amazing. And tell tell the people, 15 more minutes. We're going to let you go. I promise. I, we got, yeah, I'm, there's I'm so over, much. I'm over this whole thing right now. And they're like, killing me we got three studios here in la and on mondays we do um tv film placements so everybody that's in the building right now we're working on on music for tv film and i'm overseeing this in all three studios it's been great so yeah i get it so okay so you go from so here's what i want to ask you so you go from brandon every smith and i'm just going to tell you the story tell the story so we can move forward but okay. brandon every smith and you become a veer a veer okay. is your middle name and meaning a veer is avery is here right am i saying avery it right? Here. that's right avery is here and what i want to ask glad uh -huh. me come up with that name glad it's helped me come up with the veer <laughs> let me tell you my, like my he, mom came, and my mom came up with the spelling I love it. I love it. And so what I want to ask you is, who was God to Brandon and who is God to Avir? Uh, I can't even say was because I am Brandon and I am Avir. So God is to both Avir and Brandon the reason why I breathe, why I live, why, you know, I create. He, he gave me the gift. He's the he's the potter. I'm the clay. Uh, often my prayers order my steps. I don't even know where this life is leading me a lot of times, but I trust that voice. I trust that spirit. I trust that gift uh, of discernment and that gift of art and creativity. It's led me to some of the most incredible stages and most incredible places to meet the most incredible people, have the most incredible conversations, sometimes with people I don't even know. Um, and it's because of God. It's because of um, him being the light of my life. Yeah. Um, you know, I have a, a, a beautiful 10 year old daughter and becoming a parent um, a lot of times because I have that heavenly father. He's shown me how to be a, a father, an earthly father. And mm. um, it's just a relationship. It's a beautiful relationship. Uh, I know I know I'm protected. I know I'm kept. I know uh, that I'm loved and um, I'm challenged to grow. I'm chastised when I need to be chastised. Um, but I'm evolving because of God. 
So he's the anchor. He's the reason. He's the substratum of it all. He's the nucleus of it all. And even beyond ministry-based um, music, so to speak, it's always a ministry because That's good. you know, no matter the genre, we're we're here to do a work and a service to humanity. And that's I think good. that's that's a God thing always because we're his people, all of us. Oh, that, that's good. So what I want, we're, we're going to, one, I want to have you back in the future. I mean, we're, we're, I would love we're to be back. we, you know, God, God, well, not even God willing, but when the time is right, we got some stuff. Um, yeah. I want to play, I play this game on every DW experience show. It's called Truth Sing. Um, so Truth okay. is Sing, basically, um, you can either answer the question or you can sing a song um, as I give you the um, the title or the subject matter. Okay, um, okay. So let's go with this. Um, what's one thing people would be surprised to know about you? Or you can sing your favorite Jasmine Sullivan song. Uh, people might be surprised to know that my favorite color is green. And the reason why is because I love the Incredible Hawk and okay. he, he's green and he's like that person that's like, it kind of reminds me of me because I can be like this smart genius person that's just contained and in my little, you know, laboratory, but then I could come out and, rah! and just be ready to rip the stage apart and perform. Okay. And then green is the color of of earth and just like life and vegetation and just create create creation so to speak so that's okay. why it's a color you know what i thought you were gonna say what? i thought you were gonna say because it's where the money resides where the money resides oh no that's true <laughs> that's true though hello that's, that, that's a plus i ain't mad at <laughs> all right let me ask you this um who's the worst artist you've worked with or um sing your favorite gladys knight song I've had my share <laughs> of life's ups and downs, and fate's been kind, and the down few. Oh, well, I guess you could say that I've been lucky. Oh, I guess you could say that it's all because of you, yeah. If anyone should ever write my life story, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, there might be. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, that's my favorite song. Okay. I'm going to ask one more question. Um, let's see here. Um, what's the craziest rumor you've heard about yourself or sing a song with the word purpose in it? On the surface. Yeah. To the motion you're going to be. Blowing smoke signals, extra focus on a mission of a and I know you know you gonna let me break you off. Woo. Hey, I can tell just by the way you talk that talk. 
Yeah. Hey, hey. You know I got what you need, that's why you lurking. But it'll be worth it. What's the point if we ain't got no perfect? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you make me so happy. Can I just tell you, you make me want to cuss, but I'm I'm a I'm a cuss when I get off the air. Um as we come to an end, one of the um, other things I got to say, I'm really proud of you. You are an entrepreneur. You are a business owner. You started your company, Culture Moguls Incorporated. Culture Tell us about Moguls it. Inc., baby. Culture Moguls Inc. I started this company with my best friend. And how often is it that best friends get to go into business together? She's been my best friend, y'all, since fifth grade. I'm talking Back in the day, back in the day, back in the day. She yeah, yeah, yeah. Her master's degree in accounting and financial management. And I couldn't be more proud because, you know, she's like the brain of the company, you know, and I'm often the bronze. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> but she really keeps us on track. And we started Culture Moguls actually as an events company. We did our first fashion show back in, I want to say, 2018, 2017, one of those years back in uh, Chicago at the Beverly Arts Center. And it was great. And it was a, a fashion show slash, um, it was called Thick Skin, a, a virtual experience of, of beauty, love, and fashion or something like that. So it was live performers. Basically, it was a full production. And we realized then we were more than just events. We did a full live, like, award show almost with fashion, music, a live painter, and all of the photographer, uh, all of the models and photographers, beautiful. And so we decided that we wanted to also, because of our background in music anyway, then focus on like developing, you know, brands and developing artists because the artist is a brand anyway. And what does that look like? Okay, fashion, photography, the music, the packaging, all of that. And it's just evolved and evolved. And we've been able to work with Wanye and, you know, Samantha Mumba and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, Marcy O'Donaldson from American Idol and this the Gladys Knights of the world. And, you know, we're just meeting a lot of great people and uh, shout out to Tori uh, uh, out in uh, Vegas and uh, uh, Broadway in the hood. Okay. Uh, we're doing a lot of things with them and, you know, just did their, their first movie soundtrack. So it's just a, it's, it's a beautiful uh, company home hub for artist development, management, songwriting, and uh, just production overall, you know, we're doing a lot of content. And, you know, I'm also working with the Mike House Studios in uh, L.A. now and, you know, part of their exec team and uh, A&R and over here and, and our label and all that we got over here at the space. So it's really me just uh, extending um, myself beyond just artistry, you know, extending, we're extending ourselves to other people's process and their artistry and however we could be a part of that, whether it's writing a song or coming to creative direct or whatever. So yeah, we're doing a lot across the board and I'm just excited for you guys to hear this music and see these visuals and just get more in tune with us. Uh, Avir, I, I just want to say, number one, thank you. You you are my new little brother. Like I, yes, I just man. love and appreciate you so much. I love you. Um, as, the, as we come to this close, um, and, and we're gonna do this again, but let's see, how do I wanna word this? I've been scoring this film all day, y'all, I'm sorry. Thank y'all for not, not minding, it's so good. Though. Can I, you, you chewed it professionally. Cause I, I would've said something, so you could. Yeah, you, were, you weren't ghetto with this, so thank right. you. Um, 
nice and fresh and stuff. You you are a young seasoned professional and even you chewing the gum. I totally understand it. You want to make sure that you don't dry out because you are literally yeah. writing and singing all night into the morning and you are getting the work done. What I want to ask you as we close out, um, obviously share where everybody can follow you, where they can get your music available on all platforms. Um, yeah. But what is your advice? What is your final words to these new artists? Music has changed so much over the yeah. time and, and it's, it's, it's evolved, you know, in some good, some, some not so good. What would you say? I would say go back to the basics, guys. I, you know, I teach voice and I say this to my students all the time. Let's get back to the art of songwriting. Let's get back to the art of voice, the art of, of, of being a vocalist. You know, and that, that means studying the show ourselves approved. We might That's have good. to go, and it's at our fingertips. What I love about it, you ain't got to go sit in class all day. You, you know, at school or in a traditional setting. You could go to YouTube University. You know what I mean? And pull up your scales. Go through your scales. Learn that music. Learn that theory. You know what I mean? Go to a songwriting class or or just get with some other writers and, and talk about the story and why these lyrics and why this melody and what's the structure of a song. Go listen to the greats. Yeah. That's the best homework we could ever... That's the best master class you could ever take is a Prince album, a Michael Jackson album, a Gladys Knight album, a Celine Dion album. You know what I mean? That's all of these other genres. There's so many more. Ella Fitzgerald. There's so many more. I'm I'm just That's talking good. about some of my favorites. Listen yeah. to the music back in the day. It's a reason why it's still here. It's classic. It was telling a story. Go listen to country music. Go listen to stuff that's outside of your genre. And learn that's the good. business. Learn the business. Learn the business. Learn about publishing. Learn about songwriting, copyrights, and stuff. That's your That's money. Good. That's how you're gonna eat. That's how you're gonna create generational wealth for your family. Mm. For, for that listen to your music, that enjoy you. Yeah. Once you're gone, you want to leave something beyond just a good song. You know. Let's leave leave a legacy and good business and 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 wealth and all of that. So it's all of those things, and it's it's around you. You might have to dig a little deeper. You know what I mean. But reach out to us. Come find me online. You know, I can be found on social media at a beer. I am a beer. Um, and we have a lot of these products and services and we want to bridge the gap between the industry and the community because we want, we want our next generation next generation. Now we need them to have the access to certain things so that they can continue to push the, the, the culture forward and do the necessary work that we all got to do. That's good. That's good. My brother, I know you got to get back to work. I just want to lovely you, say, you. I love you too. Thank you very much for being on the DW wow. Experience. I can't wait to watch this back. I can't wait. Absolutely. All right. Till next time. Next time. Later, guys. Listen, y'all, that was an amazing interview. And um, Avir said something so powerful that I, I just want to reiterate to whoever's out there. I love saying this. I don't know who needs to hear this, but get back to the basics. If you're an artist, if you are a creator, even, even those of you out there, you know, we're at a time right now where everything is changing. And a lot of you out there just need to get back to the basics, get back to your first love, get back to your first passion. You know what I'm saying? And just make sure that you study to show yourself proven 
you know, to show, should, the Bible says study to show thyself proven. So if you are an artist, if you are a comedian, if you are a hairstylist, if you are a business owner, if you are an entrepreneur, a lot of times we're reaching for the top without having the basics. So everybody out there, I hope you enjoyed this interview. And for my artists out there, my singers out there in the Las Vegas area, um, if you are looking for vocal lessons, music lessons, I need y'all to hit up my boy, Markevious Faulkner. I'm going to play this commercial right now, and I will see y'all next week. Peace. Have you always wanted to learn to play an instrument, write a song, or work with a vocal coach? Melodic Minds Music Academy is more than your average studio for beginner and professional music lessons. Here at Melodic Minds, we strive to use music as a vessel to build self-confidence, respect, and discipline to help our students accomplish their goals and dreams. For several years, Melodic Minds has created a culture that fosters artistic creativity. We teach aspiring musicians, songwriters, performers, and singers of all ages and learning capacities. Visit us at www.MelodicMindsMusicAcademy.com. Click enroll and start perfecting your craft today.